What's the specifications? Small size, medium size, average sized, above average, extra large. Uh, what dimension are we talking about? Height, width, dick size, butt size? However you you feel like filling the question, just how big are you? Let, whatever the answer is between average and maybe above average. We're going above average just oh, for the fun of it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Oh, wait. Okay, never mind. I thought there's more more answers. Uh, do others find you good-looking? I don't know, Adrian. Do you, find, do you find me good-looking? Absolutely not. Then no. <laughs> Your options are plain-looking, all right, but nothing striking, average-looking, with some nice attributes, good features, and sexy, incredibly attractive. Let's do average, because I do have a very nice ass. Okay. That, that is some nice attributes. Yes. How competitive are you? Oh, very competitive. That's that's okay. easy. Very competitive. Would you say strong-willed and assertive, or extremely assertive and competitive? Both. Uh, the la- the the last one. The latter. Okay. How would you rate your intelligence? Um, I w- on a scale of one to ten. But it it goes avoids intellectual pursuits. Clever, but prefer non-intellectual pursuits. Intelligent, very intelligent, out-of-this-world-level genius. Let's do intelligent. I like that. What is your favorite type of food? Seafood, anything sugary or salty, barbecue, tropical smoothie or fruit snacks, or you don't have a favorite food? Seafood all the way. I, I think I could have filled that one in for you. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay i'll answer this one what is your athletic ability oh, <laughs> you asshole <laughs> how much do you like traveling uh fair amount would you say i i love to travel or vacations are fun but not essential love to travel okay how much time do you spend with friends or family none keep to myself and family prefer the company of small groups of friends Popular and outgoing, extremely outgoing. Um, small company. Okay, two more. Do oh, you Jesus. look creepy? Do I look creepy? Yeah. What do you think? Well, let me give you the answers. Okay. What, why? Yes. Too much? No. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, you got to look like. If a two-year-old or a three-year-old walks up to you and is like, "What? Why does that guy look that way?" You, you got to be like, uh, "Is that me?" You know, it's honestly, it's the balls that are on my chin right now. <laughs> okay, last question: Which cryptid do you look like? Chupacabra, <laughs> Loch Ness monster, a hool, Bigfoot, Flatwoods monster. Uh, Flatwoods monster. Let's view your results. Chase, you got Bigfoot. Hell yeah, brother. You know it coming straight from the fucking Appalachian Mountains. Well, I'll tell you what, that certainly explains my smell. Yeah, 100%. Also, it explains the warp gate that you call an asshole. I know, that's how I'm able to travel everywhere. No one can ever find, figure out who I am. Really, really... <laughs> and and it explains your beard why it comes back so quick. Uh, yeah, I do, my hair grows pretty quick. Yeah, and you're just a hairy person in general. Uh, I saw your chest hair. Yeah, but not as hairy as you. Don't forget. Don't forget about your back hair. <laughs> that that is true. Yes. Hey, 
How how are you gonna know that Schwann's right on your shoulder if if it doesn't tinkle up? Uh you know, usually it's the claws that dig into my back. <laughs> so, Adrian, what are you then? What what kind of cryptid are you? Uh, I'd I'd probably be like a like Adrian the mongoose. Oh, you got to take the test too. This is bullshit. You can't just put me on the hot oh, spot. Yeah. Okay, we'll take this t- quiz real quick. You go Let's real start quick. It. How big are you? I'm probably medium sized. Do others find you good looking? No. All right, but nothing striking. Striking. How competitive are you? Very. Very. How intelligent are you? Very. <laughs> wow. What's your favorite favorite type of food? See, none of these sound really good to me. So it's I, I sugar, dude. No, it is sugar for you. You have a fucking sweet tooth. Okay, okay. What is your athletic ability? Extremely athletic and agile. <laughs> oh my God. You like to travel. This is yeah. biased. This is so fucking I've been biased. everywhere. <laughs> How much time do you spend with friends or family? I'd go small groups with you. Okay. I, I don't like to go out too much. Do you look creepy too much? Yes. Um, I have to go Chupacabra because I'm Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> you racist. Guess what it was. Chupacabra. Guess what it was. <laughs> Chupacabra. Look at that. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. Well, welcome back, Purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. I'm Chase the Sasquatch. Yes, we are unidentifiable, and you can't find me anywhere except for on this podcast. Also joining me is Adrian the Chupacabra, and that explains why all the animals that are around him die. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they're, they're just husks. They're just shells of beans that exist now after he sucks the blood and life right out of them. Absolutely. I suck your blood. <laughs> well, that was a long intro, wasn't it? No, it was, but come on, guys. That's uh, worth that it. That was too good. We're, that hey, was too good. Hey, tell them where they can figure out what cryptid they are. You can find out what cryptid you are on Cryptid Fandom Wiki, and they have a nice little link. It says, what cryptid are you? And, and you just click on that link and be perfect. And make sure when you do this, you do it with a partner because you could be biased like Adrian and say that he's extremely good looking and athletic. Oh, oh, a Division Two athlete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, don't mean to toot your own horn there, do you? You won't even play me at pickleball. <laughs> oh, bitch, it's on. Pink, rematch it ping pong on. right now. <laughs> Once it starts getting around 60 degrees because I'm not a psychopath like everyone in Colorado, <laughs> uh, then we could go. <laughs> Deal. All right, well, uh, let's jump into this. We're going to do um, the superstitions real quick. Moving on, we are still in South Africa. Um, keep in mind, this is a very large book, so this might actually last us, I would almost say probably a couple years. <laughs> To be fair. So we're still in South Africa. This is the Inkinyaba. The Inkinyaba are huge water serpents that have a dorsal fin running the length of their spines and the head of a horse. They may also possess horns and or wings. They're usually about 25 feet long, but they can grow much larger. Their food of choice is goats and cattle, just like humans. But, oh, speaking of humans, they will eat humans if provoked or hungry enough. Stay away from the Inkanyaba. They are capable of flight and will migrate seasonally to find mates. When flying, they are able to affect the weather and can cause large thunderstorms, tornadoes, and hail. I think this is the one the government's looking for. I think so as well. (laughs) The creatures are apparently not terribly bright, though. They are given to hiding behind waterfalls and can be fooled into mistaking the blue roof of someone's house for a body of water subsequently diving right into it. Some Ghanians? Yeah. Some Ghanians will paint their roofs a dark color to prevent this. Uh, That's interesting. I don't know what there is to be afraid of, but, um, yeah. I've never thought about painting my roof a color, have you? (laughs) No. That seems like a lot of work. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out where I've seen this. It's in a cart cartoon movie it's a disney movie that has this the same fucking thing you know my my thing is like i get it if provoked they'll eat humans but it provoked a shark will eat a human a bear will eat a fucking human like that's just another animal man 
Yeah, it's just a bigger form of a snake that likes it's a water snake. They're yeah. all over the place. Oh fuck yeah. They're, we are we like to think we're top of the food chain, but given the circumstance, oh we could die very easily. <laughs> Yeah, but we still got guns. America. Well, America, fuck yeah. Well, we do. Most countries don't these days. Well, that's their fault. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, uh, the picture that I'm looking at, and I, I might have totally zoned out when you said this, it looks like they have, like, their body is kind of like a dolphin, essentially, or a whale. It has fins and a, and a, what do they call it? Uh, the, uh, the, the, dor- the dorsal fit oh yeah. yeah fuck i don't know um you know what this reminds me of it, it reminds me of like a picture from a dinosaur book of like what used to live in the oceans it's like a mixture of loch ness monster and a whale yeah i mean <laughs> everyone if if you're very interested in this one go look on the cryptid wiki they have a photograph believed to be the Inca Yaba. <laughs> it literally looks like a shadow of someone putting their hand up. And it's like a, the shadow shows that you used to watch when you were a kid and someone behind the light would like do something. Yeah, and the- he's putting his, his arm and hand in a 90 degree angle. <laughs> and it's behind a waterfall. Uh, it's like the birds used to do like, <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, speaking of things that actually will fucking kill you and are terrifying, we're going to move into today's topic. How do you feel about that, Adrian? I am so ready. So, Chase, are you ready to get into talking about vampires, interdimensional beings? Well, hold up. You didn't give me a chance to answer these ones. So am I ready to talk about what? Are you ready to talk about vampires? Fuck yes. Interdimensional beings? Of course. Demons? We already do. Extra, extraterrestrial beings? Please take me away. I say this every time we talk about this. I'm sitting in my office. If I wake up tomorrow and I have a weird lump on my leg, I hope they put a tracking beam in me. <laughs> or maybe even the spawn of the men in black. Well then, welcome listeners to the nonstop theories of the infamous black-eyed kids. And yes, I'm going to say that very slowly and pronounce it properly so we don't get any hate mail on this. The black kids! (laughs) The black kids. The infamous black-eyed kids. And yes, the endless thoughts on what these infamous humanoids are is endless. It will be up to the community to get under all of these stories to come to the conclusion what these beings actually are. But if you live under a rock or you're not a nerd like we are, you may not know what black-eyed kids or black-eyed children are. So... Here is the best explanation people have gathered from people who have encountered them. Black-eyed children are mysterious creatures who supposedly resemble kids about the ages of about 6 to 16. Creatures who appear only in the night when they show up at the doors of unsuspecting residents and ask in breathless and monotone voices, Can I use your bathroom? I need to make a phone call. Can I get a ride home? Can I grab something to eat? Will you please let me inside? I have to come inside right now. That's what she said. (laughs) That's what you you hope she says. Yes. Yes. I said I went there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So to explain these black-eyed children further, they have large black eyes with no iris. Those who saw them claim that they seem soulless and emit negative and frightening feelings. There are numerous claims that these children come from strange breeding between humans and gray space aliens. Hell yeah, brother. Fuck yeah, boy. That's what we're all about here, the fucking grays, baby. The fucking grays. Key facts to know about the black-eyed kids are in every case the black-eyed people must get permission to enter a home or a car, and they cannot come in without an invitation, even if they want to, much like vampires. I know that just discredited this entire theory, but stick with us. (laughs) Boys and girls, this 
throws you in 10 different directions and each one you could fight on it for a good solid hour and get nowhere uh and it goes beyond the black eyed kids like they're just a subset of possibly um the top hat man uh, yep or uh there is supposedly legitimately men in black and to this day, they still drive around in like fucking 1940s town. What are they? Townhouse cars or whatever the fuck they're called. Townhome cars. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So in one case, a young man reported a girl trying to get in through a doorway, but was stopped by some invisible force when he wouldn't give her permission to enter. Anyone who is familiar with vampire mythology will recognize that the invitation to come in is a classic trait of the vampire. In a few cases, one involving a man and one involving a young boy, the person encountered the black-eyed person which drove away in their car, only to see the same person on the street two or three different times on the way home. There is no physical way that the black-eyed being could have traveled that far that quickly. One of the black-eyed people was caught on security tapes in an elevator, when the man riding the elevator with him watched the tapes back, he appeared alone in the elevator. No black-eyed person was there to be seen. Almost every story of an encounter with black-eyed people ends with the person feeling great fear and running away. In a few stories, people have had very intense, instinctive reactions telling them to not let the being know that it is affecting you. In a sense... These people sense the danger, but have a fight reaction, rather than a flight reaction. Either way, it seems best to trust your instincts in these situations. Adrian, what the fuck would you do if some little child showed up randomly at your door in a monotone voice, sit like urgently needing to get inside, but they can't? Well, be- before I answer that question... I, I did mean to put a, a big warning label on uh, before listening to this for our listeners because <laughs> uh, now that you know what black-eyed children are, they they are more frequent to visit your premises. It, 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 yes. What? So, so we'll get into the facts on it later, but uh, warning – if, if this is going to terrify you anymore, the more research you do into the black-eyed kids, the more that they're going to come around at 2 in the morning and knock every knock on every window and wake you up and ask you to come in. So, PSA, we're, we're kind of putting on our lives on the line for you guys. Thanks, buddy. I, re- I really appreciate this. You should have said something before. I was like, we should do black-eyed kids. Well, here we are. <laughs> God damn it. I, oh, that sucks. You, you legitimately just gave me fucking spooks. <laughs> what? I have one of my headphones off to make sure I don't hear anything. <laughs> well, like I said, good old America. We got guns. Uh, no, mine, mine's at my house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shh, don't let them hear that. Don't let them know that. Uh, okay. Right, You're tasked with, with the encounter, right? They're banging on your door. Maybe you just woke up. Maybe you just got done making a nice homemade pretzel or something. Ooh, and all yummy. of a sudden, it's pitch-ass dark. You're all by yourself. And uh, you look out the window. You don't see anyone there. Okay, let's open the door just in case. Right? You look down. There's an 11-year-old boy or girl standing there. And first, you, you seem worried. You're like, why, why is there a kid here? It's pitch dark. They shouldn't be out here. Like, what, what's going on? So then your cu- curiosity starts to wander your brain. And you're like, what's going on? What What do you need? And all the kid says is, can I come in? What, what What's your reaction? Like, hold up. Wait a second. Something ain't right. Yeah, you know, honestly, like, that's a tough question because... When you put it that way, yeah, it's a kid. He needs to come in. Like, I feel bad. It's, it's a fucking kid. But here's the flip side. Um, when their eyes are fucking pitch black, that's a pretty telltale sign that something's fucked up. Yeah, but but mind you not, right? We, we haven't seen the encounter. Uh, what if the kid is just looking at the ground, right? The kid, it, it you got to think of the premises. Let's say a kid had just gotten beat by his parents and he's tearing up. He doesn't want to see anyone else see look at its face so his head's down 
and you know a sane person unlike me and you right we would see a fucking kid and would be like yeah, <clears throat> yeah. locked doors yeah now i know can't, <laughs> yeah. can't trust a kid <laughs> yeah but a, a decent human being <laughs> would be like yeah come in come in uh, let me get you a glass of water would call the cops you know would figure something out would call your parents you know it's it's instinct you want to be pr- protecting them just yeah. like you would protect your own kid totally 100 percent. yeah and and just another reason why not to have kids people oh my god <laughs> if children in the corn didn't scare you enough of the, of, from having a fucking child then looking at black eyed kids uh so you know if 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 i did see their eyeballs i would be freaked out and uh their monotone voices really give it away yeah they, they won't have any emotion whatsoever I, so I, you keep that in mind it's it's as monotone it's as robotic as possible just like everyone else had the encounters with the men in black where they show no emotion it's all monotone it's exactly the same so I, I feel like after this conversation, I really need to invest in the ray gun from uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Dude, you just got to keep hitting that mystery box. <laughs> I'm running out of money. All right, Fire well, sale. Yeah. Fire sale. Fire. Go get it. Fire sale. <laughs> so for those who have spoken to them, they do say that they often make reference to not having a home. They seem to be wandering around looking for, well, something – I have an eerie feeling that their idea of home isn't just a house, but it's your body to live in. Devious little shitbirds. So hopefully we have your interest. How about we go into the theories of the black-eyed children? What are we going to say, Adrian? I was going to say, this is where you input the the fire cells or the teddy bear (laughs) song from COD. (laughs) I could do that. I could do that. Uh, copyright. Uh, I think if you're within like ten seconds or some shit, I don't fucking know. Whatever. I'll, okay. I'll make up. I'll make up my own teddy bear noise. Fuck him. Well, Go ahead now, Chase. one of the most important questions is: Are black-eyed children actually demons? So let's get into a story about why black-eyed kids can be the spawn of the devil himself. While it may not be the earliest sighting of all time. The earliest widely reported sighting was in 1996 by Brian Bethel, a journalist from Abilene, Texas. In Bethel's report, he describes being in his vehicle late one evening. He had pulled into a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check. He was so absorbed in this that he didn't notice two young boys approaching his car and tapping on his driver's side window. Bethel rolled down his window and noted immediately a soul-wrecking fear, though he couldn't understand why. 1996, dude. Yeah, this 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 is recent. So, I was I was young. I, I I will kill all the creeps right now. A lot of people are calling this a creep creepy pasta, something that people have now turned into a tulpa, and. Uh, there's a lot of the community also calling like aliens, tulpas that we manifested and stuff. Bullshit. So uh, if, if you guys really don't want to look too hard in it and you want to keep your keep your brains active and try to find some factual inaccuracies, then uh, look at it by that point of view. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm just going to say bullshit on fucking aliens being tulpas. That's that's just people hey, adding fire, fuel to the fire. Hey, I, I gotta speak for both sides. No, you no, don't. We, no, we I am biased. I know. I, I want these things to be real, but I never want to meet one. True. You, you know what I mean? You never wanna meet uh what what is it called? You you never wanna meet your Your heroes? Yeah, your heroes. <laughs> Are we really gonna classify aliens as a hero? I'm just fascinated. No, but the spawn of a devil. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool too. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you never know. They're, they might jump into your warp gate, and next thing you know, you have billions of dollars. And next thing you know, you're fucking Jeffrey Epstein. Oh well, no, no, I don't want to be that motherfucker. We're not talking about him. Moving we're, on. We're, we're, we're talking spawns of devil. <laughs> Moving on to Bethel's story. <laughs> the older of the two boys said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie, but had forgotten their money at home, and they had asked Bethel to give them a ride. They assured him that it wouldn't take long, 
they were just two kids and that they didn't have a gun. <laughs> that's odd. That's an odd statement. Bethel found the assurances unnerving. Wait, wait, time out. <laughs> you want to go back to the gun thing? <laughs> if they say they didn't have a gun, they have a gun. They have a fucking gun. Anything they do say is a lie. It's a complete opposite. <laughs> Just imagine walking down the street one day and some guy goes up to you and he's like, I don't have a gun. What, what do you don't think? You're like, you, you have, have a fucking, fucking gun. gun. Yes. <laughs> Well, Bethel found the assurances unnerving and noted that the last showing of the film they wanted to see had already started and would be nearly over by the time he could drive them anywhere and get back. In his account of the incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all-encompassing, and it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. Well, hold up. That gives a whole different dimension to this shit. <laughs> right? We got to keep our opinions open because there's a lot of different stories that we're going to cover. Trust me, there is stories out the fucking Gabizo. <laughs> the, so, the Gabizo? What the oh, fuck? My bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> what the fuck is a Gabizo? <laughs> I didn't mean to say Gabizo. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I meant. I know it's what fucking... you mean, you fucking weird ass. <laughs> the older boy began to... <laughs> what the fuck? It's a Gabizo. Whatever. Whatever. I'm moving on. <laughs> The older boy began to get frustrated with Bethel, made excuses for not giving them a ride, and said that they couldn't get into the car unless Bethel said it was okay. After that, Bethel tore out of the parking lot. To this day, he still stands by his story. Bethel's story is certainly the modern driving force, but is not the first. One of the earliest known accounts of black-eyed children dates back to 1950 in Virginia, and a 16-year-old boy known only as Harold. According to the story, the teenager was walking home one afternoon when he came across another boy leaning against a fence as if waiting for someone. Harold attempted to speak to him but received no response. He was about to walk off and go on with his journey when the strange boy suddenly said to Harold, I want to go to your house. You're going to walk me up to your house. It was then that Harold noticed the blackness of the boy's eyes. There was no white, just solid black. Then, something even stranger and more chilling happened. Harold had begun to contemplate turning and running home as fast as he could when the boy blurted out, Now, don't you run away from me. You're going to walk me up to your house. Harold turned and ran anyway, faster than his legs had ever carried him before. He later recalled to his parents that as he did so, he heard a screaming behind him. A scream that sounded very similar to that of a bobcat. That wasn't even close. Sounded, yeah. Not even fucking close. <laughs> little, little, little. Could you imagine that? You're being chased by a child. He's going, little, little, little. I would at least know that it's not something that could, <laughs> could destroy me. I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, thank God. It's just Patrick. <laughs> It's Patrick in the high hills and the, the laced. <laughs> yes, yes. That, honestly, that might even be more terrifying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, interestingly, his parents believed their son's account, so much so that his father was said to have grabbed his gun and immediately went out looking for the menacing boy who had demanded his son take him to their family home. His mother apparently thought her son had an encounter with the devil himself and stated that she would take him to see the local priest. The phenomenon was certainly reported in the 70s and 80s as well. According to investigator David Weatherly, a strange encounter involving black-eyed children occurred in the small village of Asny, France, in 1974. The case was originally investigated by Joel Mensnard and Jean-Marie Bjorni. Bjorn- <laughs> John Marie Bjorn, okay, and involved two men named only as Elaine G. and Patrick V. While leisurely driving around the small village, the two men stopped their car in front of a house while attempting to do a turn in the road. As they glanced into the property's courtyard, they saw five mysterious figures, 
who appeared to be looking at them. The figures were around 1.3 meters, or for us dumbass Americans, 4 feet tall, and were all dressed in the same long garments. At least we're not brittle. We aren't brittle, and we don't eat fucking beans for breakfast. Oscar. (laughs) Their hair was long, seemingly right down to their waists. The strangest thing by far, however, was their solid black eyes. The figure closest to the men's car gestured to them to come into the courtyard. Unnerved and frightened, the men sped away from the scene. It is claimed that they returned later with more people, but there was no sign of the strange figures they had seen earlier that day. When investigators spoke to people in the area, one neighbor stated that he had also seen the strange figures. He believed they were children and had spotted them playing in the road. One reported phenomenon with black-eyed kids is that they appear frequently to people who know about them. Is simply knowing about black-eyed kids a precipitating factor in seeing these kids? How do I reach these kids? It seems that's possible given the following two stories. Another story accounts how a woman encountered the black-eyed kids on her porch, and please take into account the smells that the lady describes are very familiar with other demon cases we have covered in the past. Last night, uh, let's see how to, last night was like any other night. I was switching between listening to music and watching YouTube videos with one headphone in so I can hear my infant daughter if she cries. That way, my wife, whoa, my wife? Hey, we don't discriminate. Okay, uh, true. That way, my wife can get a full night's sleep. She works at 4 a.m. in the hospital every day. Then, I decided to go lay down in the spare bed in the baby's room. Just as I dozed off, I heard a thumping coming from the front porch. Startled at first, then I opened my eyes wide and scanned the room. Realizing it was most likely my cat scratching himself on the front porch, I dozed back off. Then again, the thumping. Damn, cat! That, that's not how I am like, bad kitty. You're not a kitty. That's my papa. I got out of the bed to run him off the porch, only to see he wasn't there anymore. Now that I was up again, I wasn't the least bit tired. I figured I'd just get some tea and check Facebook while I was up, or maybe finish the web series I was watching on YouTube. However, a few minutes into the video, I felt the sudden urge to look up at the kitchen window, and there they were. The tops of two short-statured people's heads caressing the stairs just above my window frame. The people were just short enough to not see in the window, but I could see out. I heard no footsteps on my porch as my stomach curled. But the knock was a steady, hollow thump. The very same thump I had just blamed on my cat. Deciding it was best not to answer, I shut my laptop and crept by the door back to the baby's room. I assumed it was some of the people from the low-income housing across the road from me that were high or hiding from the cops, or maybe looking for my cousin who stays with me often and has many friends over there. The last thing I needed was to try to explain to two stoners that I was trying to sleep even though it was 2 a.m. It wasn't until I got to my daughter's room that the creepiness set in. The thump had moved from the kitchen to the bedroom windows. Both windows, a room apart, thumping, in perfect time. These stoners were going to wake up my daughter if I didn't run them off now. Pissed off, I went to the kitchen, unlocked and opened the door, ready to run around to the side of the house and kick some little idiot's ass. It happened then. Standing there, looking up at me, were two 10 or 11-year-old boys. The feeling of dread and the smell of mold almost made me vomit. The smaller of the two then spoke, May we use your telephone? Huh? I just stared blankly at these boys, horrified by what I then realized. Their eyes were pitch black. He asked again to use my telegraph. There wasn't a sound to be heard. No crickets chirping, no dogs barking, no cars driving by. Nothing. I tried to play it cool and ignore the fact that he didn't say telephone or phone or cell. Anything that would have made any sense of the situation and calmly replied, I don't have a service at my house, sorry. The expressions on their faces turned to rage as I finished my sentence. 
Swiftly, I shut the door and locked it as quickly as I could, then stumbled back to protect my daughter. I picked her up from her crib and held her close. The fact that she didn't wake up freaked me out the most, but I managed to gather my senses enough to make sure she was still breathing and warm. Everything seemed okay with her. The thumping on the windows was back. I dropped to the floor as close to the wall as I could and held my little girl in my arms and wept like a child. I felt helpless and afraid. I lied there for what felt like hours and hours, crying and shaking until I heard it. My wife's alarm clock. The thumping stopped the instant the alarm went off, and I crept into the master bedroom with the baby. What's wrong with you? My wife asked. I just had a bad dream. Is all I could mutter out. Okay, well give me the baby so I can feed her before work. I handed my wife the baby, and she fed her like any normal day. I turned on every light in the house and made coffee for her. For some reason, just having her awake calmed my nerves enough to pretend like nothing happened. I walked her out to the car nervously with the baby in my arms. I asked her not to leave until I walked back into the house. She was put off by the request, but did so to humor me. Once I was safely in the house, I locked the door again. And in the house, I sat horrified until she got home. I insisted we go to the next town over and stay the weekend at my brother's house. And here, I sit horrified while she sleeps in the guest room with my daughter. Wondering why they stopped when the alarm went off. I think I know the answer. I was aware of black-eyed kids, but she wasn't. Every story I've read about them is from someone who already knew about them. Maybe, just maybe, knowledge of them existing is the only reason they visit. This is from Jack Kirby. What do you think? Uh, uh, dude, it's fucking terrifying, man. I mean, I, I don't give a shit if people are making these fucking stories up or not. But just just knowing that you could be literally just sitting on your fucking couch and trying to doze off. And next thing you know, you got your fucking house being invaded by two fucking aliens, demons. Who, who in the name or who in God's name knows what the fuck they are? Just fucking trying to get into your house. And I would be terrifying. fucking pissed, dude. I'd be pissed if there were just these fucking black-eyed kids on my porch, knocking on my fucking windows all night long when I'm just trying to sleep. My dog would be barking all fucking night. I'd, like, what do you do? Yeah, I, can you, I, can it, you take these little bastards out? I I have yet to read of a story of someone, you know, popping a gun. Oh, man. You would look like the fucking town loony if you're just shooting in a thin air because there's some fucking poltergeist dealio. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it. It take you back to to people doing the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Uh, now, now you're looking at every kid, and you're like, "These motherfuckers are in these kids." I know it. Then you're like, "I'm not letting my kid go to school because then they'd be around these black eyed kids." Then you're homeschooling. Next thing you know, you become an alcoholic, and next thing you know, you're fucking dead. Next thing you know, you're going out for milk, and you don't come back. One hundred percent. You're living in a fucking hangar underneath the ground just waiting for these fuckers to show up. Well, do you think that these could just be little demons trying to get your permission to let them into your house to haunt the people they encounter? Or could it be even deeper than that and be aliens? That's what I think. It, okay. Right. Let's get into it. If these accounts are to be believed, the result of allowing black-eyed children access to one's home seems to be consistent with the consequences of radioactive exposure, in particular, the diagnosis of cancer. Adrian, you're fucked. I am fucked. I, I literally, while I was doing research, I'm like, check mark, check mark, check mark. I, if you hear knocking, I, I need to know immediately. Fucking wake my ass up at 3 a.m. be like, Chase? I'm fucked. <laughs> That's no, all you have to I'd say. Call you and be like, "You're bringing your guns. I don't give a shit. Get, Get your ass here. down here all now." My, yeah, all my doors and everything are locked. Lights are all on. I just need you here so you get them the fuck off my porch. <laughs> I ain't bringing that energy to my house. Fuck you. Well, no, we're gonna pop one in the fucking head. Next thing you know, we're fucking millionaires. Oh, uh, or in a fucking government facility, fifty miles deep. Hey, better than in Colorado. <laughs> yeah. As long as they have AC and a heater. <laughs> and, and some leak. Yeah. It'll get good internet. That's all I need. <clears throat> I want that Korean <laughs> super fucking Wi-Fi. Three ping. St 
Strangely, some report that this is in fact similar to the claimed effects of witnessing a UFO at close proximity. Also known as Moonburn Syndrome, alleged witnesses of alien spacecraft report symptoms akin to radiation poisoning, said to be caused by the radiation emitted by the engines. Even more peculiar are the similarities between reports of black-eyed children and aliens, or greys. Both are said to have oil-black eyes and pale or olive skin. Not only that, the reported hypnotic quality of the children's black eyes is in line with what some abductees report of their experiences with aliens. These connections have led many to suggest that black-eyed children are in fact alien-human hybrids. Yet this notion fails to account for the permission which black-eyed children appear to need in order to enter people's homes. Reports of alien abductions rarely ever begin with permission being sought out. Well, that's a fact. In fact, one famous abduction case had Linda Cortile pulled through the window of her home, after which she floated 12 stories above the ground near the Brooklyn Bridge. There was no permission sought here. Uh, Every fucking... Aliens are just here to fucking abduct us and stick shit in our ass. Of course they're not going to ask permission. Oh, maybe that's why they're they're humanoid uh, hybrids now. Yeah, but uh, maybe that instead of us just thinking they're trying to do experiments, they're putting their seed in our buttholes. Oh god! And they don't know that our buttholes are not the like the the birth giving receptacle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so maybe after so many years, they're like, I wonder why there hasn't been any of our black eyed kids, and then they're like, hmm. Let's try this other hole. I, I'm just, I'm just wondering how many, how many people's teeth they've tried to pull out because of fucking Barney. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of this, reports of black-eyed children seem to follow folklore associated with various supernatural beings, including vampires, witches, and evil spirits. In mythologies, it is often the case that such beings will try to gain entrance by tricking a person into believing they are someone else. Once invited in, these beings cannot be uninvited. This being said, one cannot rule out the alien theory entirely. Indeed, one can speculate and ask the question, could the seeking of permission be their attempt at human etiquette? After all, how could an alien race possibly understand the subtleties of human manners? Whilst persistent, textbook manners may come across as creepy to us when applied in the real world. An alien race may see this as an accurate attempt at human courtesy. After all, if they exist, they most likely have an entirely different code of etiquette than us. It may even be the case that black-eyed children are an experimental step in an attempt by greys to assimilate with mankind. After all, black-eyed children seem to be a relatively new phenomenon. Many alleged alien abductees report being shown black-eyed alien-human hybrids. One, Karen Morgan reported seeing these black-eyed beings on a spaceship, which were described to her by the aliens as the children of the future. How was that? Was that a good alien voice? That was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I get the whole alien perspective and everything, but my question always is, if there is another being trying to communicate with us, how, how does it know English? What if they pull someone from China up and they're just like, they, they could speak perfect Chinese now. Like, yeah, th- this is where it gets kind of, kind of weird for me with the communication. Now I might just be stupid and they have the technology to travel galaxy to galaxy. Then they most likely had something that could decipher our dumbed down IQ level one grammar. And, <laughs> You know, just put something on their head and be like, oh, I understand. Now I can translate it. Uh, <clears throat> I, I agree with you on that one. That does seem a little sus, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if you fantasize about it, I'm sure you can come up with solutions. Yeah, there's always a solution, but is it is it real? That's yeah. the real question. Yeah. Well, a very interesting case comes from Australia. From the lion down under Mike. This story is about a strange man seen in an elevator in a banking building, as told by the bank executive who worked late that evening. I found to my surprise that a few people had similar experiences regarding people with pitch black eyes. 
Unlike some, though, I didn't feel a sense of dread or a feeling that I was about to die. I felt more awareness and discomfort. Like when you see someone advancing angrily towards you only to walk past. Anyway, it was September 2nd, 2000. Straight up 2000, baby. And one of the roles as an executive is you sometimes have to put in really late nights. My office was on the fifth floor and it was coming up to 12 in the morning. I was the only employee, as far as I know, on the first five floors apart from Ben, another fellow banker on my floor, and Stan, who was a security officer. So he wasn't by himself. This motherfucker's lying. I know. I was the only person on <laughs> discredited. the first five floors. Immediately discredited. But there was another employee and a security guard. And then my uh, mistress but... in the back. She was, she was on my <laughs> office table that I just finished up with. And and the two maids that come in at night, and then <laughs> and then there was also someone working on the twelfth floor. So that might explain why there was someone going to the twelfth floor. Actually, you know what? This just loads shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the elevator stops at floor two, and in comes a tall man with more or less a black crew cut. The first thing I did was open my mouth to ask what sector he was from and who gave him permission. But as I looked into his eyes, they were entirely black. The pupils, the retinas, everything. I remember not really being spooked about his eyes. To be honest, I just thought he might have had a disability in his eyes. And it is the year 2000, so they could have had those contacts by then. Just saying. Just saying. As the elevator slowly started moving back on route, he asked me where I was going, and I simply replied, home. He then asked why, and I more or less laughed and just said, I want to go to sleep and see my wife. He then just murmured very softly like he was talking to himself. It must be nice to have a home. I figured he was just being friendly and that he must be renting. As we got to B1, I realized he hadn't pushed the button on where he was going. So I asked, Where you going, mate? To which he replied rather angrily looking at me with his creepy eyes, Nowhere. Now the really freaky part, as I drove down the street, all the lights were out. And this is fucking Sydney. Then I turn and guess who is walking just ahead of the car. Our favorite black eyed man. No need to say I sped home. Probably breaking five road laws. How could he have left the building and be ahead of me when he had no car and went up to floor six? Well, it gets weirder. On the videotapes and records, there shows no one using the elevator at that time apart from me. Ooh. I mean, this story is perfect for the the aliens with the the reaction with the streetlights, you know, radioactivity, and the just being able to teleport. Yes. I mean, it's it's all right in line with the rest of the alien stories. Did like, we did we ever bring up black eyed kids for um, the Cecil Hotel? No, we did not. I don't think so. This this is giving me some fucking weird vibes towards that. It's it's always possible, man. I mean, there there has to be some kind of reasoning behind why people have same experiences. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's because we share a same same wavelength and we could just share thoughts or something. But there there has to be a reasoning, and if it's black eyed children, I think we're fucked. Uh, I would second that one. Um, I will say, I, I do feel like we we read a lot of stories, and some of them have psychologists in them. And, you know, we're just hearing the account that's written down. We're not there personally. And a, a lot of this stuff is really making me want to go be a psychologist, dude. Like, I would I would love to fucking sit down and talk to this man and, like, truly see this guy's fucking normal. He saw some shit, or like, mm, yeah, he's probably on crack. Hey, I mean, those psychologists make six figures. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a good career, man. Time to go back to school. Uh, if I if if I win the lotto, I will be going back to school for psychology, one hundred percent. I'm holding that to you. Okay, deal. Well, put that on the the record books as of right now. Going back to school for psychology. Okay. Well, what'd you think of Black Eyed Kids? Are you thoroughly freaked the fuck out? Uh, no, because we barely touched the the iceberg, and I have plenty more stories, plenty more theories, Ooh. and uh, 
it's only going to get creepier from here. I'm only starting with the the tip just to get everyone intrigued. You know, it always starts with just the tip. And then it never. Next thing thing you know, you got six kids. Yep. Black eyed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be horrifying. I am. Yeah. No, I'm not even going to go into that one. (laughs) Well, okay. So it sounds like we have a couple more weeks of uh, some black eyed kid theories, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I I just want to get everyone excited. Yes, uh, they, as they should be, because this is a perfect time to be talking about this. I want everybody to be thoroughly freaked out at the very beginning of the year, so that they have to be paranoid about something else than the fucking shit in their lives. And then they can look forward for our Krampus episode for part three. Ooh, we have a part three for Krampus? <laughs> no, 100%. Ooh. always have to have a Christmas special. Well, yes. If you, if you don't have a little fun in life, then then what is life? Absolutely. I can tell you, you what it is. Have... It's, it's fucking bills and misery. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys have encountered the Black Eyed Kids, maybe you saw them just walking down the street. Maybe they're climbing all over your house. Maybe you play that game that has the Black Eyed Kids trying to get into your house. Maybe you watch this stupid movie about them. Re- shoot us an email at stuckinthispurgatory at gmail.com maybe even an Instagram message at stuckinthispurgatory and uh, make sure to go like all of our links like everything on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Stitcher, any one of those help us out, love you guys hit that link tree on our Instagram you'd find everything yes and um, you know the podcast is not for the black eyed kids uh, I should I should say not just for them so please make sure to spread the word. Spread the word of purgatory. We're going to start this as a religion now, if, if this is what it's going to take. I'll, I'll go into the fucking woods, and I'll come back, and I'll say, hey, you know what? I met a black-eyed kid. And the weirdest thing was, is like, he won't actually show me what he written down. So I have to write it down, and then I have to pay someone else to write it down for me, who has the money to do this, just so that way I can make people believe that's stuck in this purgatory is legit and it's a religion so thank you guys make sure that you follow stuck in this purgatory actually before before we go out Uh-oh. i i want i want our listeners however many there are of you the, the few and, and the many to <laughs> and please, <the> strong. Send, <laughs> please send an email and call out hunter for leaving us i want i want to see 33 emails 100 emails all in our inbox by next week calling out hunter for leaving us hate mail that's what we're about hate mail hate mail and i promise you guys i'd give you a nice 20 minute episode of me just reading all of the hate mail you get you get the spotlight for the show we just it's just we're gonna call it uh the hunter roast hour (laughs) absolutely all right, so, guys. Just just know he will always be stuck in this purgatory. 